Yo, I want to welcome y'all to the Socks and Sandals Podcast. It's brought to you by your boy, Emmanuel Williams. Check me out at Emmanuel since 85 on Instagram. Check out the show page at SXSNDLS on Instagram. The same for Twitter. I kind of like that. <laughs> but yeah, man, I want to welcome y'all back. Appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. And I'm about to jump this thing off, man. I'm going to jump right into it. Socks and Sandals episode 13 titled The Unchurchable Part 2. So yeah, now that uh, we're in part two, we're in the middle of a three-part series. Um, And so just to kind of give an overview of part one, if you haven't already heard it, uh, basically part one was just what led me it was just the stage of what led me to my question um and my questioning of the church the state of the church the culture of it how it works and how i fit in or wasn't fitting in and just certain things that i was noticing based upon things that were happening in society and so um so that led to my questioning and now part two is basically going to be uh, delving into, you know, how did I respond to the information that I gathered from my questions? So, you know, there's this lack of response that I'm seeing, you know, from the church pertaining to the racial divide in America, um, you know, with all the killing of unarmed African-Americans uh, in America, uh, you know, and I'm questioning once again, how could these churches go on? with business as usual formats for weekly services and activities when all this stuff is going on. And also I was questioning why is there such consistent cognitive dissonance among white Christians and when it comes to racial injustice and things of that nature um, that seem to be so obvious. Now, before I jump in, I must say, you know, my heart goes out to the families of Rick Best um, and Talison Namkai Michi, um, not sure if I'm, if I said his name right or not, but those are the two gentlemen that, um, stood up for the two young girls that were being harassed by the white supremacists, AKA white terrorists, uh, in Portland on the max train. And unfortunately they didn't realize it, but they were given their lives to be able to stand up for those young girls. And, um, keep them from being harassed by that man um man shout out to them and 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 their their families and tragic tragic turn of events and um you know it's, it's stuff like that man it's, it's so so heartbreaking man um not to say that anyone's life obviously is not valuable than anyone else's but you know Talison, um man 23 years old just graduated from college man just you just look at his pictures, man. You could just tell dude had a had a great spirit about him, man. So it's just very sad. Just wanna mention that before I even move forward. So as I try to move forward, let me let me hop into it, man. So so I gathered this information um 
all these all these questions that I'm asking, I'm like, what is going on in the church, man? Why is there a lack of a, of a response? And then so from that, from that frustration, it led me to basically distance myself from the church. I'm thinking at a certain point in time, I'm like, look, all this stuff is going on. I don't see a response. And I'm at a point where I just can't see myself bringing someone into this scenario and evangelizing and whatnot when it seems like I'm bringing them into a broken home. Not to say that God is broken, not to say that the gospel is broken, but the setup of church as we know it, it just it wasn't seeming like something that I could I could defend and, and be a part. And it's not something that I, that I really honestly wanted to be a part of. Like, I didn't want to be a part of no fake stuff. Like, I'm all about the truth. Um, you know, I'm, I'm truth over tradition. You know, um, tradition is, is cool. It's, it's comfortable, whatever. But if it interferes with the truth and if it interferes with the in integrity of the gospel and the things that we claim to hold dear to our hearts and, and what we claim to live for, if it, if it interferes with that, I'm not with it. So with me coming to that conclusion in my mind at that point in time, um, you know, I, I felt like I just had to, I felt like I needed to get a new voice, be s surrounded by some new people to get some, just basically I needed new surroundings. And so at that, at, at this point, you know, I'm telling, you know, my pops, my my boy Omari, he's he's the youth pastor. Like he was probably the, the direct person that I was under as far as leadership in the church. And I'm letting them know, like, you know, I just I need to make a change. I need to go in a different direction. Um, and I just feel like I need to I need to leave the church. You know, I'm not getting what I feel like I need, you know, from what's going on here. Um, and so. You know, they both encouraged me to, you know, go ahead and step out, do what I need to do, you know, find the right fit for me. Um, and they also encouraged and not just them, but it's also others that always encourage me because I've, I've always had this kind of want to step out um, from my church and, and, and maybe visit another church and, and become a member of, of, of another church. And so. So this tug had been there and I finally, you know, just got the courage like, you know what, this is it. I'm going to go ahead and step out and make that change. And so as I'm doing this, um, you know, they encouraged me to, to go talk to, to my pastor and because um, it's all you don't, you don't ever want to leave. They say you don't ever want to leave on, on bad terms and, and not like I said, not just them, but also others. When I was talking about, you know, joining their church, like, you know, make sure you talk to your pastor. You want to leave on bad terms, so on and so forth. And so, you know, I get to that point where um, I have a sit down with, with my pastor and, and, you know, I've been a part of the church since I was five years old. So I've, I've grown up there is pretty much all I know um, for the most part. And so, you know, I'm, I'm having this discussion and it was just weird to have it and saying that I'm leaving the church you know that i've been a part of for my whole life because if you if you leave home you're never not welcome at home you know like if i leave my parents house 
um even though it's it's their house like it's my house like where my parents house is at that's home that's home base you know so even though i may not you know be on paper like physically or whatever the case like a part of this church and let's say i i join another church somewhere else that doesn't mean that i'm not welcome and so and so then it it got me thinking about church membership and the way that it's set up nowadays you know and it's just it's culturally we've been going through the motions and 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 everyone has been adhering to the same standard but then it got me thinking like why do i even need to be on paper a member right are we not a part of the body are we not all of the same family one faith one lord one baptism one body of christ but there is this church membership thing (laughs) that is looming and that i don't think we and and we all want and there's nothing wrong with being a part of a church it's like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that obviously it's a good thing but is there something wrong with not being a member like is is that okay i i don't i don't know if it's always been perceived as okay or i don't know if it's something to be questioned you know i would i would think you know a pastor or whatever the case these these leaders would want to know who their members are and want to take it be able to take a role of people and and you, you know be able to take an inventory of the, the folks that are going there you know but it just got me rethinking like do i even need to be captured as a member as a part of whatever church whatever body i attend and so this train of thought also kind of took me back to what i was saying in in the first part in part one where i seen this divide among the church now initially what i was talking about was a racial divide and how we perceive justice and and the social justice topics and so now also one thing that i'm starting to see as i take a step back and start to re-examine everything that i think and know about the church is there's just a flat out dividing we know that there are different denominations and it gets confusing with the denominations but even if it's even if it's non-denominational there is a divide just among churches period and some of it is very like in in first corinthians is very sectarian it's very carnal i follow paul i follow apollos i follow jesus and paul is like no it doesn't matter who your leader is we're all under christ one waters one plants one waters but you know god gives the increase so i think that somewhere in our christianity and religiosity we've become so sectarian we've become so territorial about our church and our pastor and 
our style and how we preach and how we do our service to our debt to our detriment you know what i mean and so um it's like you and and so you you see churches not linking up simply for the fact that they don't want to lose members to other churches and so it's become a game of you know cultivate this group create whatever atmosphere you want to create but also keep these people because in the framework of church you know obviously there's giving there's some people you know tithes and so with that the bigger base of people that you have the more base of tithing and giving that you have which sustains your church and which keeps the lights on and keeps jobs coming you know people that are hired you know that are working for the church and so on and so forth and so you're keeping ministry moving uh, but you know you're keeping the money coming in and so one thing that i'm questioning now is like man like is that why churches don't link up as much because they don't want to lose members they're more concerned with obtaining members maintaining members as opposed to coming together working together for the greater good and working together for the advancement of the kingdom and the kingdom only because once again you know what's going on in society what we're seeing today it's like if anybody if any group of people should be able to come together and show unity and unite as one for the greater good it should be the body of christ it should be the christians us christians that claim to love and worship the same god but if we love and worship the same god what is keeping us apart race and immaturity and that immaturity being us being so segregated within our church is not just a racial thing but just i'm with this church we don't fool with that church we just keep to ourselves. so when it comes to serving or when it comes to just doing ministry we only do ministry with the people that go to our church and there's nothing like i said there's nothing wrong with working with a set group of people that you feel comfortable with but also it is wrong when when there are things that affect us all and we can't come together just because that's just how we do it like we just are stagnant in that in that lack of unity and that lack of trying to come together and crossing the denominational lines for the gospel just for the sake of the gospel and and furthering the gospel and so i go on that rant and say all that to say this so during this process of me finding my way and um you know feeling unchurchable i do still visit other churches right and so one thing that i realized very quickly is that there's so many issues <laughs> with so many churches you're never gonna find you're never going to find the perfect church it's just not going to happen um you may like one church's style of worship but you don't like the preaching necessarily you may like one uh, church's style of preaching 
but the worship doesn't get you the the praise you know the singing doesn't get you you may you know like bits and pieces but then you don't like how you know they talk they talk about tithing so much and talk about money all the time you know it's like there's always going to be those those little quirks you know this this you know this one church may talk about season harvest breakthrough too much and 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 they don't talk about the gospel enough you know so this other church you know may have a whole bunch of young people everybody that's your age but then there's no elders so there's no real guidance so there's so i mean there's so many things that you can detract and nitpick at a church so i i learned that very quickly and so and i i had to be i had to be humbled i'm like look man even though you know my church that i grew up in i had some things that i was wanting from that church that i wasn't getting but when when you look around you quickly see that there is no perfect church it's just not out there um there may be a better fit somewhere somewhere else in the country <laughs> but as far as in my city and as far as what i'm accustomed to you know i just wasn't finding it and that's and that's okay and that's that's going to happen from time to time um and so so basically bringing everything full circle with these revelations of how i'm seeing things operate in the church and me feeling like i need to distance myself from my church and then going to other churches and seeing that you know what i really don't even like these churches and <laughs> you know like that to the to the point where i want to you know you know fully invest in just one church and so basically so what i'm what i'm going to what i'm getting at is i'm going to all these churches and i'm like man you know what why do i even have to be why can't i go to any church and just feel comfortable and feel welcome in any building and i feel like that's basically what i'm getting down to like i'm not saying you know don't go to church because church is messed up it's never going to be perfect what I'm what I kind of came to a realization is that you know what at this point in time I don't have to be locked down to one church I, and in my mind I don't think we should have to settle for only being a part of one group I feel like we should all have and all churches should should be set up in a way where everyone and anyone should feel welcome i'm not and i'm not just talking about those that are coming off the street and those that don't know christ i'm talking about people that are followers of jesus christ that maybe have been going to whatever church for whatever time whatever period of time but we should be able to be welcomed and bring in people from any church background and you should feel free because we're all family so if we're all family we should feel everything should feel like family everywhere and so you know i don't know if there's ever going to be some breakdown of the whole church membership paradigm and this is how it's done and you can only be a member of one church or you can only be taken care of through this one method of being taken care of whatever that looks like but I just got to a place where it's like you know what i should be able to be to be family everywhere <laughs> you know what i mean like and so my unchurchable is 
feeling like, you know what, I don't have to be a member here. Not to say that membership is bad once again, but I don't have to be a member here. I should be able to enjoy myself within anybody. I should be able to serve with anybody. I should be accepted as a follower of Christ within any circle because we're all family and no one is above the other. So that's what I'm getting at. So that's that's my unchurchable. Now, there is a group of folks. There's a different unchurchable um, that I want to speak to also. And that's those that who did not grow up in a church and don't don't even care to explore and go to the lengths that I went to to find my comfort or find my niche as far as how I'm walking out, how they're walking out their, their faith in Christ. Um, or their faith in God as they're trying to learn about about Jesus and some people believe in God but they really you know there's what does God mean to everybody he doesn't mean everything to everybody but as far as get, honing in on that knowledge and that relationship with Christ that, that folks are seeking out within the the four walls of the church some people just won't even give it a chance and so that's that's the other unchurchable that we in the body have to be able to recognize that there are some people that just won't come in through that framework. They won't fit into that framework or they're just highly resistant to it. Maybe one day, maybe one day they may be able to settle into it. But some folks are just not for it and not with it. So I want us as Christians to realize that that is a real group of people. They haven't always been given a name, but that is a real group of people. That is a real thing that happens. And we I want us all to be sympathetic to those that are unchurchable. I want us still to reach out and disciple and encourage and do all the things that you would do if they were inside those four walls you know and you know there's a lot of programs that are already built and tailor-made for us for by certain church, church organizations and the leadership passes it down to the members and then we all kind of run within that framework but i don't want us to shy away from taking it upon ourselves as you know mature believers in Christ or even if you're immature but still having that openness of mind to be able to meet that person where they are and even if they never come to church with you that's not that's not a fail like you can be that church I can be that church that community we can create a community somehow some way it may be unorthodox. It may not be what we used to. It may not be what we grew up with. But we can still create. And, and you, if you are that unchurchable person where you just can't deal with the politics, you can't deal with all the things that come with it, all the pomp and circumstance that you may go through, or you can't deal with the homogenous, you know, setting of, of people. And, you know, you're just not finding the style that you like or the 
the group or the setting that you would would really want what i'm saying to you is don't give up don't give up on your relationship with christ with, with christ you know find those people that are like you that do not want to set foot in there but still seek after god read your word still still strive to live in community with others because that is necessary it may not come through you know the institution and the culture of church as you know it and as we know it right now but if you need to create your community yes it's harder because it's not you know it's not already set up and on a platter just ready for you to hop in and just make it happen it will be harder but i want to implore you i want to urge you i want to encourage you to not give up do not give up keep trying hit me up i do whatever i can do you know to help you with your walk to answer questions to just be that brother that you may not see on a, on a sunday but we can text we can talk we can hang out go to buffalo wild wings wherever you want to go let's link up because even though i go to church i have nothing i, I have i love you know i love my church I love Mount Olivet. That's where I was born and raised in that church. I still go there. I still believe in the work that they're doing. Um, as far as me being under leadership and, and, and being like fully invested in that sense. Like I said, I've kind of um, divested from that whole paradigm of me being captive to one group because I want to be able to work with m multiple groups and I, and I don't want to offend the leadership with the way that they have it set up because you know that's that's what they've been doing and I totally respect that and so you know with me starting this podcast and me having the ideas and the views that I did I made sure that I kind of disconnected in a sense because I don't want to I don't want my views to reflect what they have going on and it's out of pure respect because i wouldn't be who i am if it was not for the church like i said this is family you know the church is is, is my mother the church gave birth to me so i wouldn't be who i am if it wasn't for the church but i do have my views on what what the what the kingdom can do collectively if we just have a a paradigm shift about how we do church in the 21st century um and i feel like we can open up and do more collectively as opposed to a whole bunch of individual sex and groups just serving each other and having this cyclical service and cyclical you know cycle of of, of people that we interact with and pastors preaching to the choir, <laughs> you know, um, we can all work together. You know, if we have multiple churches coming together on a regular basis to spread love, to show love, to show reconciliation, to do the work of Christ, the body all coming together. 
not one arm over here, not one hand over here, not one foot over there, but it's all coming together. Like when the Power Rangers all come together, like when the Transformers all come together and become one unit and win the more for Christ. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically where, where my heart is at with the unchurchable. There are those that will never set foot in the church or are highly resistant. And there are those that just don't feel comfortable within that church culture and and want more because at the end of the day it's all about the kingdom it's not about these small these small buildings that we build it has to be about more than that Hello. so there you have it second part of the unchurchable um part three i'm gonna have my boy phil mcnasser join me um if you all have been listening since day one uh, he was my first guest, man. Episode two, um, and so he's gonna he's gonna sit with me and he's gonna basically ask questions, you know, ask me questions about you know this whole topic and how he feels about it, and just kind of wants to dig deeper into my whole psyche and how I came to these conclusions. Um, it'll be a very interesting conversation, I think, especially with him. You know, growing up in the in the church, as far as growing up Catholic, but then becoming atheist, um, but just also grasping this whole unchurchable concept and idea. So once again, I want to thank y'all for coming through, hanging out with your boy one time via SoundCloud. Hit me up on Instagram at sxsndls and my personal page Emmanuel since eighty five. Or on Twitter at SXSNDLS. All right. So if you like what you hear, please uh, feel free to like, repost, share, do all that good stuff on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, if you haven't listened to all of the episodes, when you get a chance, you get some free time while you're driving, while you're doing your chores. That's right. While you're cleaning your room and cleaning the bathroom and scrubbing them toilets. Take some time to listen to your boy, man. Get get caught up, man. We are we're 13 episodes deep. So, yeah, feel free to get caught up on SoundCloud. Uh, and until next time, peace out. I love each and every one of you. And just know, episode 14 is going to be fire.